Joining me on the show is my man, Tom Spano. Tom, can you give a brief overview on who you are and what you do? Hey, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about this. So um, like you said, my name is Tom Spano. I am uh, steeped in the digital marketing uh, landscape. been working with a bunch of um, digital companies for a long time. Uh, starting back in 2008 with Yahoo and, uh, you know, back when they were a relevant and uh, massive brand and then uh, worked my way over to a couple of startups. Um, I ran uh, global event marketing for Twitter. Uh, I was uh, social and experiential director for Brightroll um, and then most recently worked for an ad tech company in L.A. called Steelhouse. Um, also do a bunch of uh, side projects, and um, I'm an advisor for a bunch of awesome uh, technology solutions like uh, Goomble event marketing software and uh, Amp Slide presentation software and, you know, just kind of uh, always looking for incredible new solutions to help brands uh, widen their audience and uh, ultimately sell more products. Awesome. So what we're going to talk about on today's show is the future of marketing, looking at voice and visual listening. But before we can get to the future, we have to help solve what's going on in the present. And there's a whole lot of mess and opportunities. And Tom's Tom, we see problems in content marketing in the social landscape. And I want to help uh, answer some of these problems. So let's start with this. Digital isn't important. It's vital. This is something you said to me the last time we had a conversation. Why is it vital? Yeah, digital is not important. It's vital. And uh, anybody who's not on board with that is is truly, um, I don't know, is it, is it too apocalyptic to say the word doomed? But honestly, if you're not, you're not fully steeped in the digital uh, landscape at, at this point, uh, there's there, there's definitely something keep, keeping you back and you need to explore what that is and whether it's, whether it's fear or, um, you know, you're just being obstinate, but uh, there is no more excuse. Why is because we're spending, you know, almost all of our time on a digital, on a digital platform. Uh, you know, what, your mobile phone, you're touching your mobile phone about a thousand times a day, whether you want to believe that or not, it's the truth. Um, you know, Every single day, more and more people are cutting cable. There's no more traditional, like what is traditional media anyway? There's just media and 90% of it is happening in a digital uh, landscape. So, you know, if you're spending your money, for instance, you know, great example, like the Super Bowl we just watched yesterday. Some companies really knocked it out of the park. But as usual, they're, they're the brands that have the huge budget and can afford a $5 million 30 second spot. Um, but you know, to, to concentrate that $5 million on 30 seconds during one game where you've got a limited audience and you have no idea if the people who are watching actually care about your brand or not, um, is really steeped in that old school mentality versus the fact that you could take that same $5 million and literally buy Facebook ads for the next 25 years. And by the way, increase the impressions that you get on those ads. Uh, you know, by a thousand fold. And also you will know exactly who's watching them because you targeted them specifically to the people you want seeing them. Crazy how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. So people and brands oftentimes don't want to hear the truth. Why? 
because we hear it all we hear it all the time when we're talking with brands that you you can literally lay the entire everything out for them and they don't want to hear it yeah i mean uh, you know we we tend to live in uh, echo chambers uh, and that's the most dangerous place there is um i recently uh spoke to a group of uh, roche medical um uh, marketers and all of them, you know, we had a great discussion. And one of the, one of the things that I brought up was, uh, you know, that a brand should always be asking why, right? Why are we doing this? Why are we in business? Why are we, what is the purpose? And, um, and one of the most dangerous answers to that question is because we've always done it this way. So if I ask you, why are you not, um, you know, uh, building a, a robust Facebook following at this point when you know that there are over 2 billion people on Facebook, right? There are only 7-something billion people on the planet, and 2 billion of them are on one website. Why? W- what possible reason have to have to not be putting dollars behind creating a robust Facebook experience? And if their answer is anything like, well, because we've never needed that, or because we haven't done it yet, uh, you know, that's a very dangerous answer. So, you know, the, the, there are a lot of reasons why brands aren't getting um, on the digital uh, uh, horse, if you will, but none of those reasons are good. And uh, you mentioned uh, the word risk earlier, and I think that risk is, is um, you know, a lot of brands, especially traditional brands, especially in highly regulated um, industries like pharma or fintech, uh, right? They're 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 scared. Um, you know, banks are very scared because they can't say or do certain things. Um, the medical industry, the insurance industry, I get that. They they've sort of got one side behind their back. But for me, that just opens up a whole landscape landscape of opportunities. Um, and, and, you know, if you don't like the word risk, then just remove the word risk and change it with something else like experimentation or, uh, you know, or, or just, um, having fun. Um, and, and, and then, you know, a world of opportunity opens up, whereas, you know, originally you were sitting back hiding behind the word we can't because. Right. Right. So let's get to the execution side of this and let's talk about crappy content. And there's a lot of different reasons why there is crappy content. And let's start with number one. It is not engaging. There are so many brands out there that create content and think of social media as a megaphone for everybody to see what they're doing and it's a one-sided and i'm not going to say conversation because it's not a conversation it's just a megaphone there so what what can be done to make content more engaging that that's a you know that's the million dollar question so firstly a lot of brands aren't even creating content so let's get that, that that piece. So you've got to get past the fact that a lot of companies don't think that they have anything to talk about. And that's really scary because if you want to be the leader in your space, you better be talking about why that is, right? And that comes from a place of education and thought leadership, right? You're always trying to develop um, a, uh, a sort of halo effect around your brand as being the number one solution provider in your space. And there's no way the world is going to know that if you're not telling them, teaching them, explaining to them 
um, opening their eyes to certain new ways that you've approached problem solving. And that all comes from content. The other piece of it is that people are getting sort of uh, uh, reader weariness, right? They don't want to read long blog posts and white papers and, uh, you know, newsletters and emails are getting shorter and shorter because our attention span is not only getting shorter, but it's also moving to new mediums. And the number one way to provide information to people these days is video. So video content is paramount. And, and, and that comes in all uh, forms, right? So the, um, the, the research shows that no video should ever be over two minutes. Uh, and it shows that, uh, you know, there's a 50% higher uh, brand um, recognition uh, for videos that are 90 seconds or less. All right, there's all kinds of statistics. You can, you can search this stuff. It's, it's all out there. Um, but if your brand is truly engaged in being the thought leader in your space, you have to be creating incredible content and you have to be following up on that content. So if you're going to put a piece out there that is uh, relevant to your industry and it is, uh, you know, it is solving a problem and somebody asks you a question and let's say you post it on they actually take the time to read it and interact with it and follow up with you on it and you're not answering them like uh what what a slap in the face that is right like you're basically saying we don't really care about you we just put this out there to check a box um there is no box checking anymore you're either doing this because you're passionate about it or it's going to fall flat and people and by the way if your content's falling flat so is your brand but tom we don't have enough time resources energy knowledge to be able to do any of these things sure it's great <laughs> for a blanket statement that anybody be, can be doing this but maybe that doesn't apply to us and this is something i hear over and over again and you can insert why people aren't doing video why people aren't doing podcasts why people and brands aren't creating original content on each platform why people and brands aren't engaging back so what do you say to the excuses that are made out there for why it can't happen because if i can do it and you can do it anyone can do it because six years ago I was just a guy who had sold digital advertising for seven years and I didn't know crap about creating content other than having a love of sports and loving to write. And since then, yeah. I've taught myself how to create podcasts, videos, live streaming. I've got a studio. We've got green screen. We've got everything. So if yeah. one guy can do this yeah. himself, there is absolutely no reason why anybody with a shred of resources or a brain can't do this. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't matter the size of the company. In fact, the, the um, you know, people are responding more to less studio and more real. So literally any business owner can take their iPhone or their Android device and they can film themselves for 30 seconds every morning talking about something uh, that they, they that, that hit them on their drive to work or on their you know, on their commute or while they were uh, in the shower, who cares where the inspiration comes from, but that's content. And if you start to get a cadence where people are used to it, they're going to start tuning in if they find your brand passionate and, uh, you know, coming from a good place of, uh, of 
actually providing solutions and providing, uh, you know, uh, value. So I'm, you know, I, th- there's a great idea right there. Every single business owner should be creating at least one 30 second video every day that they can post on their Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you, you know, Snapchat, you know, you can even go over 10 seconds now on Snapchat, even though I don't really, uh, I don't, whatever. I'm not going to disparage any of the platforms. You pick the ones that, that work for you. But what I'm saying is how easy is that? And if you can't do that, maybe you should question why you're even doing what you do. And, and you nailed it. It's one thing that is always present with me. And I even created a challenge. It's called the do one more challenge. All you have to do oh is one thing It's like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And it's the exact same thought process with content that you can't, wow. you can't allow the, Oh my God, what am I going to create on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, video, live streaming, article, newsletter, blog. You can't let all of that cloud your mind because you're never going to move forward. Instead, what you need to say to yourself is, you know what? How can I create one piece of good, engaging content that's going to provide value to my audience today? And guess what? In order for me to build momentum and consistency and figure out what's going to work, I have to do this every single day because guess what? You're not going to see results on one post on one day, but it is the long-term thinking where you say, listen, if I consistently do this, people all of a sudden are going to be like, man, I'm so much more aware of what's going on. And then, oh my God, I'm going to start engaging more because it's more awareness. So that is the thought process. You nailed it. It's just do one thing. Just start with one. Just start with one and do it regularly. And at some point, you know, every every leader in the world will tell you at some point you become an expert, whether it's 10,000 hours or 10,000 posts or, you know, a, a year of 30-second videos. Who cares? Just do it. What What is holding you back from creating one 30-second video every day? I mean, we, we do a lot of other useless things, a lot more than 30 seconds throughout our every day of our life. So, you know, it's time to get on the boat. Exactly. So let's get to the last piece of solving the present problem and the benefits of outsourcing. So some brands out there may say, you know what? We completely agree with you, Rob and Tom. We are we are on board with what you're saying with content. But you know what? We just don't have the in-house experts to do this. What alternatives are there? And outsourcing it. What are the benefits of outsourcing? Yeah, I mean, well, the benefits of outsourcing are, are that you don't need to have a full-time uh, person on staff, uh, you know, one could argue that you don't need to hire somebody full time just to create 30 second videos for you every day. Um, but, you know, writing a blog post once a week uh, still doesn't warrant a full time job. Right. And that's you're talking salary, uh, health care, um, you know, uh, sick days, vacation days, you name it. Right. Like you're, you're looking at a, you know, a salary plus whatever it costs to hire somebody and keep them on, on staff, you could do a lot of outsourced content for, for that uh, full-time headcount. So there's a, there's a huge uh, opportunity for, for companies that don't have the budget to bring somebody in-house to look for solutions out of house that makes their brand um, bigger than they really are. Because if you're not creating this kind of stuff, uh, then you have nothing to talk about, and you should. You, that, that's that's an interesting 
ask yourself as a business owner or as a brand, uh, do you have anything to talk about? And if you don't, why are you in this business? I love it. So let's move forward now and think about the future of marketing. So assuming that all of these problems are solved, you and I are both very forward thinking in how we approach the marketing landscape because that's how we're going to deliver the best results because I always want to be cutting edge because attention, you have to understand where it's going and not be romantic about the platforms because just because you invested a ton of time into something doesn't mean like, think about MySpace. All of a sudden it was number one and then boom, Facebook comes along, MySpace is obsolete and if you had built your business and entirely on MySpace. And I guess even looking right now for the uh, digital publishers who built their entire model on the Facebook algorithm of getting organic pay- organic reach and all the page views that come with that, all of a sudden that bad boy changes and you're like, uh-oh, we are in some trouble. So yeah. let's talk about the future of marketing. And one thing that I am obviously very bullish on is the use of voice and audio. Talk to me a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Uh, voice is uh, voice is the future, right? We are seeing massive, massive movement toward the um, Amazon uh, Alexas and the Google Voice, and you know even Siri, which was a, is a sort of subpar experience. Um, you know, you got to hand it to Apple; they they were the first in the market with a with a voice experience and that makes uh you know search easier and it makes um you know uh or or, you know at some point your entire house is going to be voice activated uh you know uh it's too cold in here could you raise the temperature to 74 degrees boom done right now um i'm not advocating advocating the fact that we we're you know we're no longer going to be uh walking you know, we're eventually just going to become these sort of like heads in a chair. But uh, the fact is, like, the the people choose the, the path of least resistance. And if, uh, you know, like, I mean, think about the remote control. I remember as a kid, I used to have to get up and walk over to the TV to change the station. Now, granted, there were many left stations back then. But still, the fact is the remote control changed all that. Um, and now TVs are, are controlled by voice. And now... You know, eventually cars will be controlled by voice. I mean, you can look up directions on ways by speaking into ways, right? So at some point, all of this stuff is going to go to voice, and, and it's a brand new technology. So if you can figure out ways for your brand to get ahead of this uh, trend and start, um, you know, uh, figuring out voice solutions uh, for for your, uh, you know, for your future um, marketing endeavors, you are going to be in a very good place over the next two to five years. Yeah. And a simple action step for how you can even get that party started is start a podcast. It doesn't have to be this hour long, long form thing. I've found with some of my podcasts, it can be as short as seven to 12 minutes. And even I've done three minute podcasts or one minute podcasts because it's all about Uh, storytelling in delivering value in the relationship that you have with your audience. 
and voice allows a narrative to be so much more clear. It's like painting with colors where previously you see an Instagram post, you're like, man, that's pretty cool. But then you hear Rob and Tom on a podcast, you're like, man, I can definitely feel this brand heartbeat and what's going on there. And for the exact same reasons why you talked about brands need to be creating content is the exact same reasons why they should be considering podcasting because it's an opportunity for them to increase their awareness, their engagement, build that community, that brand heartbeat, and talk about why they are great at what they're doing in a way that's going to provide value to others. So that's a very simple way. And then the way that I'm thinking about the whole Alexa voice, how do we deal with Google Home and things like that, is you've got to learn. And the simple way is read and go to YouTube and watch videos. So find the thought leaders out there. I know Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about how he is so bullish on audio and in the way that he's thinking about it is we're going to get to a time where if we're not there already, we're going to wake up in the morning and say, Alexa, read me my uh, Rob's news. And it's going to say, here's the, the top sports headlines. Here's what's going on in comedy. And here's what's going on in digital and entrepreneurship. And it's going to be a little five minute digest of audio nuggets. Then boom, it's going to be just like a podcast. So if you think about that as a way of, Audio is just disseminating information that you then get to curate yourself. Now you can think about you as a brand. How do you fit into that ecosystem? Because I would love to have my trusted sources be able to plug in there and just be like, Alexa, uh, play me the top sports marketing information right now. And boom, that bad boy is going to come out. Yep, exactly. And it's a, it's a fully curated experience based on your behaviors and your likes and your dislikes. And um, every time you use it, it just becomes that much better. So, you know, there's no going back. Um, The numbers prove, you know, this technology has only been around for for a year or so. The the numbers prove that this is going to be the, the trend moving forward. All right, last thing that we're going to talk about is visual listening. So can you explain what visual listening is? Yeah, so visual listening is something that is just finally catching on because people are becoming aware that their products are in tons and tons of all of this photo and video content that's being produced. You know, keeping in mind that we're producing uh, more content in one day now than we have in all of, uh, you know, written history over the last, you know, 10,000 years. So you, you wouldn't believe how often some brand's product is in a photo or video, but they have no idea because it's not mentioned, right? So, you you know, like you're all um, taking a selfie at a concert and you're all holding Bud Light in your hands because that's the beer that they happen to be selling at the concert venue. Uh, Bud Light doesn't get any mention of that uh, brand, of their product placement because, the people taking the picture aren't taking pictures of Bud Light. They're taking pictures of themselves. But wouldn't it be fantastic if Bud Light could um, could identify the fact that their brand was in that photo and then perhaps um, engage on some level with the people in that photo or at least the photo taker and offer them some kind of, um, you know, thank you, whether it's a, a coupon or a, or, you know, just a, a retweet of their photo, thanking them for, for taking a picture. So anyway, that technology finally exists. 
and it's it has been dubbed visual listening. And there are a lot of ways for brands to now find their products all over the internet um, without them their products ever being mentioned. So, so this is this is another huge futuristic, um, you know. Uh, trend. So if I'm understanding this correctly, now use an example. Uh, last week, I uploaded a photo to Facebook that was three years old from the bacon sports and beer celebration that I had. And there was 14 yeah. people in the photo. And I didn't yeah. even do anything. I literally hadn't even put a comment yet. And Facebook had automatically tagged each of those people in my photo. I was like, whoa. So we've got that side of the technology. And then you have what Instagram is uh, softly rolling out where brands now have the ability to do some e-commerce within their Instagram posts. So say there's an awesome t-shirt that you like, all of a sudden a brand can tag that where you can now buy that product from that photo. So if I'm understanding this correctly, we're going to essentially meld both of those together where you're going to say, all right, instead of having the ability to do facial recognition, we're going to have the ability to do brand recognition. So now the algorithm or whatever it is, is going to say, boom, that's a Bud Light. And then Bud Light's going to know that. And then Bud Light has the ability to create an engagement or action item around that. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. I really, I really dig that. So if we want to understand more about visual listening, what, what are your recommendations for what should we, what we should be tracking? Well, so the, 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 you know, you nailed it. So Facebook and Instagram are the two brands that are leading the way on this and, uh, and, and exactly how they're doing it is the way you just said. So rather than, um, scouring their database of, of facial recognition, um, which, you know, we've also seen is a prominent feature in the new iPhone X, um, but it's also becoming a prominent uh, feature in a lot of, um, you know, uh, retail stores are now looking at ways. I know if you remember the, uh, the uh, Tom Cruise film um, from a couple of years ago, Minority Report, where he entered the, the store uh, the gap and, and, you know, the gap of the future recognized his face and started marketing, uh, you know, clothing that, uh, that, you know, that made the most sense to him because of, of his buying patterns and his shape and size and height. Right. So, uh, that actually, that tech, you know, most, most marketing technology comes from science fiction films, right? I mean, the, you know, the, the, the iPhone is just a, you know, uh, it's just a communications device from Star Trek from the 60s. So, you know, all of these trends come from from a film of some kind where, you know, they're not exactly predicting the future, but they're working with technology companies that are saying, you know, this is where we see the future going. And then, you know, they take a liberty and they create some awesome technology from it. So, you know, at some point you will start getting marketed on, uh, you know, ads will start uh, appearing to you based on retargeting technologies that are all from visuals that you're uh, uploading. So you take a picture in, in, you know, uh, you know, I drive a Jeep. I take a picture of myself in my Jeep um, and I don't mention Jeep, but Jeep sees the logo in the, in the photo through the technology that delivers, you know, uh, that type of impression to Jeep um, because they're, they're, they're paying dearly to capture all of this. And Jeep says, Oh, we got a guy, we got a Jeep owner here. Um, let's, let's, uh, you know, let's, uh, start targeting him with, you know, these awesome new Jeep hats we we just came out with for the, whatever, 75th anniversary. And I'm like, oh man, I love that hat. I'm going to buy that hat. 
Well, they're they're selling to an engaged audience based on verified data, right? That says I love Jeep because I spent money on one. And so I am no longer feeling intruded upon when they're offering me something because they know that I love the brand. And we all know that we have to have advertising because without advertising, the internet is going to become very expensive, right? We're going to have to literally pay for every single piece of content that we want delivered to us on the internet unless we all agree that advertising is a necessary evil. So let's just take that as it is and accept it and move on. And then in that world, if, if we can just make all the advertising that we have to be served more interesting and relevant, then, you know, and that, and those ads are creative and compelling, then we're living in a beautiful world where, you know, we're in, we're in harmony with the content that we want and, uh, and the price that we have to pay for it. Absolutely love it. Tom, thanks for coming on the show. Where can people connect with you? Um, well, you, uh, you're happy to follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm just at Tom Spano on, uh, on LinkedIn. That would be a great place for the business world. I'm at Spano the Globe on Instagram. Um, travel, you know, follow my travels around the world and tons of uh, awesome travel photos and um, little tidbits for marketers and uh and great food picks always so um yeah find me there and boom goes the dynamite as always thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode of the sports marketing huddle the number one thing you can do to support us is tell your friends about it we believe in organic growth and if you get value out of the free podcast we deliver then we'd appreciate if you share on social media If you're looking for some creative sports marketing resources, you can sign up for my newsletter at robcressy.com. I drop bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to get your juices flowing. And lastly, I have a blast chopping it up with sports marketing huddle listeners on social media. If you hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy, I will respond back. Boom shakalaka.